and welcome in to the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host for the evening. That is Chris, not the quarterback Sims. Joined with me, as usual, it's uh, Michael Seta. Hello, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing great, and there there is no Solus Canine today. He is uh, taking the day off. So it it it's about that time of the year where. Things come up, and you know, I was it like that last week. I'm still not feeling great. If you ever uh, can avoid getting food poisoning, please do it. It's terrible. Um, but yeah, so Ryan's out this week, not feeling well. Wish him the wish him best, but you know, we got stuff to handle. We got fantasy football. We got playoffs starting soon, so I'm ready to dive into a lot of news and crazy nonsense that happened last week. Yeah, it was um, it was a crazy week for sure. I mean, I don't know how your teams are holding up, but. A lot of teams lost some very big key playmaking players or players around them that are going to impact them. So um, there was a lot yeah, of mayhem. So, yeah, I, I was looking at it. We always talk about our teams. Right now, I'm still alive in, I think, six of my seven teams. Only one so far is guaranteed out. And the other one, there's one other one that's most likely going to be out. But hey, five out of seven, I'll take it, you know? That's funny. I'm actually I'm alive at five out of seven right now as well. Um, one of the seven though was a like predetermined tanking dynasty team. Like I fully intended on tanking coming into the year, so I didn't have and, any expectations in that one. Yeah, and the best thing about the fantasy compared to like regular football is you know anyone can win any week. Like it it doesn't matter seeds, home field advantage. It doesn't matter any of that nonsense. Like your players ball out and you're the sixth seed, you could go all the way. And that's all you need to do is get into the playoffs. So I'm excited for, you know, playoffs coming up soon. Same. I mean, you're not, you hit all the nails right on the head. Of, you know, that's once you're in, you're in, you have a shot and that's all you need. I mean, I got in our super flex league, I am currently in a win to get in situation. I've had terrible luck in that league. I'm the highest scorer in that league. I've literally back to back weeks been the second highest scorer on the week. But played the highest score on the week, so um, I'm six and seven going up against Javek. I need a win to get in. That's that's the one I'm keeping my eye on this week. Yeah, I, I'm just excited. I got a big win in my uh, home, like uh, big money league, and I somehow, after trying to tank early in the season, am in second place. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm excited. Let, let's get an update from you to all our listeners on how how are all your zero RB teams doing? I'm in one of the leagues with you on one of those, and that one is in the playoffs. You're you're right there with me. I think we're five and six right now. But uh, how how did that strategy pay off for you this uh, this season? Yeah, I mean, in every one of my redraft leagues, I did zero RB, and in every one of those leagues, I'm still alive. Um, two of them, I'm like making it in. You know, kind of like I gotta. I win this week I'll most likely be in kind of thing uh and the other one like I said I'm in second place so I like the strategy and it's fun to you know have to pick between Rashad White that I picked up or Miles Sanders who I've had all season you know kind of thing like and that's been what I've been dealing with all year when I've had a solidified receiving core you know so it's been fun I liked it Nice. Yeah, it's good to hear a success story from that strategy because you don't hear a whole lot of those too often. It's definitely was it. Would you say it was a harder season for you to navigate than usual? Like, did you struggle at all? Like trying to did you have to really like put on your good manager cap? And I'd say I'd say uh, week in and week out, there was probably like one running back that I was like, okay, I'm going to start this guy 
no matter what until he falls off the earth. So then it was always just making the decision about one player, usually because usually I didn't have to worry about my flex because my receivers took that. So I, I didn't think it was too hard. You know, it was just one position that you really had to deal with. And there was running back. And this season, especially like there were so many good waiver wire ads. So yeah, I've been I've hit on a few. Haven't hit all of them, of course, but, you know, I've got a couple of them on my squad now. So making a run. Let's do it. Let's do it. And that's why we're here. We're helping you uh, get ready to make some championship runs. This is probably the last week of the regular season for most of you, unless you're in a smaller league, in which case you probably have two more weeks until the playoffs start. But uh, this is it. And um, it, as always, you know where to find us on social media. That's Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter. That's the main one. that um, We're the same on all of them, but that that's the main one if you want to interact with us and have us answer some questions for you and kind of help you get your lineups ready and get everything situated for you to go make that championship push. Uh, for long-term feedback, that's uh, hitstickfantasy at gmail.com. And um, if you want to help out the show, uh, we definitely would appreciate if you uh, left a review on Apple Podcasts or if you hit that like and subscribe button on Spotify. That is uh, very helpful to the show. So it's always appreciated. Yeah, and, and also, too, for the Twitter, if you – have stuff that's not just questions and you have you know you really agree with chris's take on you know x y or z player you know throw that out there too you know we will keep you know interacting and i'll tell you why you're wrong if you agree with anything chris says and you know he'll back you up so uh, you know it'll be a good time yeah good time for all yeah we we do love to argue that's what 90 percent of what this podcast usually is so but anyway you know who does not love your fantasy team and does not want you to be well uh, damn that's who, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say Roger Goodell for putting six teams on a bye week in the week before your fantasy playoffs, but so um, is everything all right? I think you muted yourself. Yeah, I did just in, okay. case, you get, just in case you went crazy again. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's ready to go. She's ready to talk some fantasy here. Clearly. Yeah, I think she heard Goodell and went nuts, I think. I, I don't know. That That is the typical um, reaction, you know, once you that you just get booze. So that, that must have been her way of doing the booze there. Uh, but anyway, the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, Saints, and the Commanders are all on bye week this week. So um, just that kind of sucks. I mean, it, it, look, it's hard. If you're one of those fringe teams and you're fighting for that spot – that is rough that the NFL decided to dish six teams on a bye in week 14 here. So, um, but we're here. We're going to help you kind of navigate through that and fight your way in. So, um, uh, without further ado, you want to dive into some news? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, because there was a lot of it. So, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is dealing with a broken foot. This is probably one of the bigger storylines uh, from this week, in my opinion. He is going to miss, the at the very least, the remainder of – the fantasy football season, which um, I, I think news came out. It's not quite as It might not be a full, like, broken foot. I, I hear there's a chance he can come back in the NFL playoffs. But regardless, you're not going to be dealing with him for the rest of the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield was cut and was claimed. Uh, wow, I, there were so many rumors he was going to the 49ers. I forgot he went to the Rams. But um, anyway, uh, who's even taking over for Jimmy G? I don't even know. Because we're on the third string now. Yeah, is, isn't it Purdy? Yeah, it is Purdy. You're right. Yeah. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, the last, last guy pick of the draft. Yeah. So um, I mean, they they claimed I think it was Josh Johnson that like, you know, the 15-year vet who's played on every single team in the league um today or yesterday, I believe. Uh but yeah, I think they're going to go in with Purdy and I 
I don't know how to really feel about it. I know that I don't. I'm not worried about CMC at all. That's um, the one I'd agree with. But a lot of the other ones, like, who knows? Like, are we going to see a Taylor Heineke type of, you know, backup coming in and now, you know, Terry McLaurin's balling out? Or are we going to see a backup come in and literally not be able to operate the offense? So that's kind of what worries me. But I still think CMC is going to be fine. I do think CMC is going to be fine. Uh, He's a really easy player to manufacture touches for. Um, He's definitely somebody that can make struggling quarterbacks look better. They don't have to be you. If you're in the NFL and you're qualified to be an NFL quarterback, period, you should be able to throw the ball to CMC because he, you, it's such short passes. Um, I'm not super concerned about Debo. I think he takes a small little bump back, but this could also open him up to get more carries because they're probably going to shift into a much more run friendly team. Uh, the pers- the two people I really don't like it for is George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk because now I think they're going to probably bring George Kittle in more to block, and this is also going to set up Ayuk. Ayuk makes a lot of his money off of big plays, and I don't think that this quarterback is going to have the arm strength to get those plays where they need to be for him to put up the points you need. So that's my biggest concern is with those two players. I wouldn't overreact. I mean, you really can't overreact at this point in time in the season. It's not like you can go out and trade these guys away or do some, you know moves like that, at least in majority of the leagues that – you know, your average listeners in, but um, I, I think, I think the question comes down to this. Like, so you feel still fine for Debo. That's a guy I would be a little bit worried about. Like, yeah, he may get you like eight to 10, but he's, I don't know if he's going to get you that 25 to 30. Like he's has shown you he can in the past with a Brock Purdy at quarterback. So my question for you is let's say Debo has seven points this week. And your guy on your bench that you were deciding and putting in had 20, you know, 15 to 20. Are you going to bench Debo in the playoffs? Um, Quarterback uh, situation is the exact same. I don't think so. I mean, I'd have to know who the players are that I would be benching Debo for. That's that's really what it's all going to come down to. But I just don't. I, like I said, I think it's going to get him more opportunity in the running game. I, I want to see that a little bit this week. Uh, he's not been the greatest. He's not really been Debo Samuel much this year anyway, so I'm not used to those, like, 20-plus games. But uh, I'm just trying to think, like, like Terry McLaurin right. or Debo Samuel moving forward? I, I feel like I want Terry. You want Terry? Yeah. Amari Cooper or Debo Samuel moving forward? I, I feel like I'm, I'm a lot of Amari. Tyler Lockett. Who's been surprisingly a wide receiver one? As much as I love Lockett, I think I'm gonna still stick with Debo. You know he's the wide receiver ten on the year right now. That's insane. I can't even understand how good the Seahawks team and every piece that's been in the Seahawks team, no matter what running back it is, and at both the receivers and Geno, like it's crazy how good they've been in the NFL and fantasy wise. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah. He- He's a very tough one to uh, navigate, though, with Debo Samuel. And um, I, like I said, if you got start sit questions that involve him, feel free to send them our way. A, a lot of things gonna are gonna be factored in there. It's gonna be like you know the matchups and stuff along those lines. Um, but yeah, he, I, I think at this point though, Ayuk is pretty much um, a desperate flex level play. And we got to see what's going on. I mean, you're you're still playing George Kittle just because of what tight end is. 
Uh, but I, I, I really want to see what what he does this week in terms of like, if is he going to be into block more? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think Kittle will probably be a TD dependent, but that's what you're getting at all the tight ends, unless you have Kelsey. And Kelsey even didn't do too well one game. Oh, this you know, is a terrible so. week for tight ends. Yeah. So I mean, who cares? It's tight end. They all suck. Yeah. But, I mean, if you had a guy like Dalton Schultz or Pat Fryermuth on your bench, would you start pivoting from them to from George Kittle to one of them? Um, I do like Fryermuth because he's just been kind of consistent. Like, he hasn't needed a lot of touchdowns and still been pretty reliable. So, I do like him. Uh, I'd probably go based off matchups between those guys, though. That's fair. So, at this point, George Kittle is probably, I mean, we got, like I said, we got to see, but probably no longer an auto start. Somebody that, you know, you got to kind of look at the matchups on. Yeah, especially with this QB situation. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving forward, we got more quarterback woes here. Uh, Lamar Jackson is dealing with a PCL knee sprain. He is listed to be, um, he said it was kind of day to day, but more like week to week. Uh, We're going to kind of see, probably not likely going to play this week um, in week 14 against Pittsburgh but uh, possibly able to come back in week 15. Uh, would you consider Huntley a uh, decent streaming option here going into week 14 with 16 yeah. on a bye? Yeah, I think I like that a lot because, you know, even if you're the Lamar owner or not, like anything can happen. So, you know, let's say, for instance, you are – no, I don't want to jinx any quarterback. So let's say you you have a quarterback. Well, you, you have know, six teams and... on a bye. You can just – I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't have a quarterback. If you have Justin okay. Fields, you yeah. don't have a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I definitely like that because I think Huntley is a player that is exactly what you want for your fantasy kind of makeup as a quarterback, even though he's not the, you know, Jalen Hurts of the world. You know, he can get you maybe half that. So I like that. Yeah, he's a decent. I mean, we'll see that Pittsburgh defense is pretty decent, though. So um, it's going to be tough. I mean. In any kind of a super flex league, I'm definitely going to be putting in an add-in for him just because we don't know how long this injury is going to happen for Lamar. And Huntley was decent last year when he got the opportunity. Do you think this downgrades any of the pass catchers on this team? Like, I mean, it's really just Mark Andrews at this point. I know that Robinson is kind of an option there, but. Yeah, I think if you're starting Robinson, you're already hurting. So you probably don't got any other options. Um, And Mark Andrews really hasn't been crazy elite since he came back from the injuries like since he'd been banged up so you know you've kind of already dealt with subpar play expect a little bit more maybe a couple spike weeks still to come yeah yeah that's fair so uh, definitely a situation to monitor uh we got one last quarterback that uh went down this week and that was uh Tua Tua Tungvaloa dealing with a ankle injury and um it's he supposedly was good enough to come back in. This is a game that they did not – it just did not really go their favor. San Francisco pulled out a uh, surprising upset here. and um, But and Tua wasn't, wasn't that great in that game. I mean, it's definitely – you know, he had two interceptions, just kind of wasn't looking himself. Uh, definitely something to keep your eye on. Uh, we also saw Waddle get hurt in this game. He came back, but uh, it did, doesn't look too good. He was in and out for a majority of the lineup. Um, so, I mean – I think two is going to play. Are, do you have any concerns with him, though, with that ankle injury? Would you be willing to pivot off of him for a guy like Huntley or like one of these other guys that we might be talking about or a streamer? No, I don't think so. I think if Tua plays, I'm playing him. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, yeah, I just think 
he's got you so far with his play so far and he's not really a runner like yeah he's mobile but he's not like a runner when it comes to you know quarterback so i think he'll be fine as long as his ankle's okay enough for him to play um so i wouldn't be you know too worried about it but what does worry me about this entire team and all of the weapons on it is both of their tackles went down with injury before the before the game and the ones on ir they signed fisher the veteran to come in and play but if they're going to be battling with both of their tackles banged up like that's a scary sign for all of their weapons to include it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing that exact same thing happen right now with Herbert and what it's going like for him. Cause he's been dealing with, he's been dealing with entire offensive line injuries. So that is definitely something you're going to want to keep your eye on. Uh, also going to want to monitor Waddle. Uh, obviously it's going to be um, a blow to your team. If you lose a guy like that, who's been just putting up dynamic wide receiver one numbers for a well majority of the year. Um, is, do you got any good replacement wide receivers? I mean, this is a tough week with uh, all the injuries and all the bye week teams. Is, is there any names you can kind of just throw out there that might be good to look, keep an eye on or replace Waddle with? I mean, you're not going to replace the production Waddle gives you, but anything could be helpful. Yeah, um, I mean, I would just kind of, I don't know. I For me, Waddle's the same as Tua, where if he's playing, I'm playing him. So if he's not, you know, I would hopefully have, some other options on my bench, whether it's a running back or receiver to throw in my flex and kind of move, move about there. Cause I feel like at this point, you know, waiver wires there, there's only like, I would say like maybe two guys that I would be willing to make claims this week, aside from the quarterback position. And that's uh, James cook. And, you know, uh, what's his name? Cam Akers. If somehow he was dropped throughout the season. Yeah. Most of those two are probably owned in most leagues too. Yeah, exactly. And like, so it, it's tough all the way around. Like, I, I don't know. Would you be willing to, you know, pick up an Isaiah McKenzie off the waiver wire and make that that play? Like, I probably have better options on my team already, I feel like. I, I'm not dealing with the Waddle situation, but in a league right now, I don't have better options. I have a claim in for Isaiah McKenzie right now. Uh, Corey Davis is an option. He saw like 10 targets with that Jets team. Mike White will be starting again. They got a good matchup. I want to say it's against Seattle. Um, but that's something that, you know, unfortunately it's not against Seattle. I was wrong on that. But um, one other one that, you know, hopefully the uh, Browns offense can get it going. He's had a couple of decent weeks is Donovan Peoples-Jones maybe out there on the waiver wire. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. I like that one that, a lot. That That's not a terrible one. And, you know, maybe people will drop him after last week's performance where, Deshaun Watson didn't look great where I don't think it's going to look anywhere near as bad as it did last week. It can only go up from there or stay at least stagnant, you know? So, I mean, they won a game without scoring an offensive touchdown. So, I mean, that's, that means something. Yep. Also means the Texans are just dumpster fire bad. So, uh, but yeah, that's, it's a rough week for wide receivers with injuries and all that um, and trying to find replacements. There's definitely guys, like I said, if you guys have questions on, you know, certain starts that, uh, debacles that you're in, just feel free to contact us on Twitter at Hitsick Fantasy. We'll definitely uh, give our input to your exact situation there that we can get some advice. It's actually 100% catered to your situation. So, uh, But we got Traylon Burks also dealing with another injury. He, um, I, th- I believe it's concussion protocol. It, was on, he caught, it happened on a touchdown catch, which was an amazing play. He, I feel bad for him because I feel like every time he's starting to take off here, 
he deals with some kind of a setback. But uh, keep an eye on him. It's uh, I mean, if he if he's active, I, I think you're more than especially with six teams on a bye, he's, he could be in your lineup, no problem, as long as he's on the field. Yeah, I actually I scooped him up in a couple of my leagues, but it's just disappointing that he is dealing with that injury now. So we'll have to see. You know, if he gets a start, I wouldn't be scared to put him out there. Yeah, because it was just it was just a concussion situation. So it's not it's not like he's dealing with a, a high ankle sprain or something like that. And then uh, Ken Walker, who was uh, dominating this year as a rookie running back, he is dealing with a strain in his foot. Uh, pretty much that entire running back room got hurt. DJ Dallas also went down, and Travis Homer was dealing with an injury coming into the game. So that's going to be a whole situation to keep your eye on. They're saying that there's a chance that Ken Walker can play. Uh, if he is active, I mean, he was ruled out immediately last week. So that that's never good. You don't ever like that. Are, are you going to be willing to fire him up, though, or would you be worried about a possible re-injury? Yeah, for this week, I'm probably going to keep him on the bench. Um, I just want to see... Uh, I wouldn't expect him to even play this week. So if he does, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting him. You, you probably picked him up off the waiver wire or drafted him a little bit later in your draft. So you probably have a couple other options if you've, you know, if your game still matter at this point because he, you know, just kind of started to get it going. So I would probably try to find a different option. Yeah, it's such a shame, too, because he's got a great matchup against Carolina. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, it, it, that's a hard one to keep your eye on for sure. That's uh, you just, yeah, that's where it's at. So that's all I pretty much got for news. You got any, um, any other things to touch base on or do you want to dive right into the hits of the week? Uh, no, I, I don't think I got anything else for news. I just, it, it's crazy. It seems to me that like most teams that are getting injured, it's coming in waves. Like it's either your team is like, pretty much like 80% healthy or your team is 50% hurt. Yeah. And that that's what it seems like. And it's so weird to me. So I don't know. I just hope that, you know, for the next few weeks for all of our sake and for all the players sake, you know, that they can just stay relatively healthy and no more significant injuries happen to players that, you know, it's entertainment and I want the games to still be entertaining. So as you know, as much as bad as that is to say, cause it's dealing with their health. Like I still want to see the great players be playing out there, you know? So hopefully, you know, these injuries calm down a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it really sucks too, from like a fantasy owner perspective. Cause when, you know, when you lose a league or lose a, a game, like you did with Ken Walker, who kind of went out in the first quarter and only got you like three points. It, you like it's not your fault. Like you did the right thing. Who was gonna bench a player like Ken Walker? So it just it just really sucks when that's the reason why you take a loss or miss out in a league because you lost a player for the rest of the season. Um, I, I wish it was like Madden. You can just go into the settings and turn the injuries off. But unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. So but, yeah, and, and like I said, it sucks for them too. I mean, he was balling out. If he kept on this pace, he could have been in. Talks for rookie of the year and got a bunch of bonuses and, you know, careers are short in the NFL. So you want to see these guys stay as healthy as possible so they can make as much money as possible. Yeah, definitely. Especially the superstars. Cause you know, that's what makes the game fun and entertaining to watch. So, but anyway, speaking of guys that are fun and entertaining to watch, we got some uh, good, good starts this week. So to say, you ready to go? Let's do it. Let's do it.
I was I was waiting for you to do it, and then I almost was going to do it, and then you didn't do it. And I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't do it. <laughs> I wish you would have did it. Did you listen to the last week's episode when you were sick? I don't I don't think I did catch that one yet because I usually listen to it uh, at work. So I retired I, the yes. Creed oh, you Chris did. Is, Creed Chris is dead. Oh yeah, there's no more yes. Cause Ryan's not, cause Ryan's not in the room. It's not the same when we're not like doing it right next to each other. It's just, it's just not the same. So now it's going to so, be a throwback thing. So if we get together, are you going to do it? Yeah. If we're all in the same room, you will get the yeah. Or, you know, I mean, I'll bring it back by popular demand. If you want it back, tweet me. So if I get, if I get five tweets saying, bring the yes back, bring Creed Chris back, I will bring it back. Yeah, I don't think many people really like Creed Chris. I, I, say, I, don't th- I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna get five tweets. So we'll see. I mean, people might just do it to watch me make a fool of myself. That people love doing that. So, but uh, anyway, we got our hits of the week here. We're gonna kick things off with the quarterback position per usual. Um, how about I go first this time and just uh, go ahead and get mine out of the way here? I'm starting Jared Goff against Minnesota. It is a tough week. For fantasy, there's a lot of players that are not available. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are hurt. This is just not – this was a hard week to kind of find somebody that's not obvious, you know, like your Joe Burrow, your Pat Mahomes, your Justin Herbert, those uh, Jalen Hurts, the guys that are just auto in your lineup. But Jared Goff has been quietly very, very good over the last few weeks. The Lions actually have a shot at the playoffs. If they can win this game, they have a decent path to get there. After this game against Minnesota, they have nothing but subpar opponents for pretty much the remainder of their schedule. And he also just got uh, Jamison Williams back, who didn't really do much in the game, but he was on the field. So he might be get, he's getting eased in. DJ Chark has been kind of stepping up. And then Amon Ross St. Brown is the wide receiver six on the year right now. DeAndre Swift is looking like he is back in full force and somebody that should definitely be in your lineups now moving forward. And is a great pass-catching weapon for Jared Goff. And this is a game that they're going to need to put up points if they want to win because Minnesota is going to put up points on them. So I like this game a lot for shootout potential. And in that situation, I'm definitely going to be starting Jared Goff if I'm in one of those positions where I need a streaming quarterback. So, Yeah, I don't I don't hate Goff at all. Um, and they just put off 40-burger down on Jacksonville. So they're hot, you know? Yeah. Keep riding it. Uh, for my quarterback, I'm going to go with Geno. Uh, going up against Carolina, we kind of talked about the Seahawks a little bit earlier. Like they've just been balling out, and you know at this point it's pretty much the real deal. So I'm gonna keep riding the wave if I got any of those pieces. So I like Geno against Carolina, and I'm gonna move to running back just because there's just me and you. So we'll just double up real quick. Um, and it's gonna be Tony Pollard against Houston. Houston, you know, kind of did shut down the run game in Cleveland last week, but I think that Cleveland just kind of sucks. So um, I can see both Zeke and Tony Pollard having a pretty good game against Houston. And I was actually literally just going to say with Tony Pollard, you can also just as easily start Zeke. They're both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like as long as like the, the, that's the situation that like, I hope you didn't have both, you know, it's sometimes it's good to have your handcuff. Like, you know, the Deontay Foreman handcuff is working out pretty well this year. You know, if you had him because, both of those players are startable, but you know, at this point it, it would be kind of hard to start both Zeke and Tony Potter on the same roster. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right I th- on that. I, th- I think if I'm in a tough spot, I'm still going to do it though. I mean, you definitely can. And in a matchup like this against Houston, you, you certainly can because Houston has just been bad all around. So 
I definitely think it's something you can get away with. There is a running back duo that I'd like to avoid this week, though, if I possibly can. I mean, this obviously isn't a hit. It's the opposite. Um, I, I don't really like – because there's been multiple teams that are dealing with, like, you know, they have two startable running backs. Miami's been one of those for – which I'm going to touch base on that here in a second. But if you have one of the two Tampa Bay running backs, Rashad White or Leonard Fournette, this is not a week that I'd like to play them just because of the split going up against San Francisco. Uh, but we are seeing a significant amount of teams kind of shift – where there is multiple fantasy-relevant running backs on that team. So that's just something to kind of keep your eye on moving forward because the league is changing, and like it, it, it's always going to be a little different. But you're, we've seen it a lot in the past, but now it's becoming like way more common where like there's, there's a lot of teams that have two very fantasy-relevant running backs at all times. Yeah, I, would, uh, I kind of agree with the uh, Buccaneers running backs. I, I, I'm kind of worried about those two um i feel like if one of them doesn't go down like if i have leo Fournette, i'm gonna start him if if i have rashad white and i just scooped him up maybe go into different options if he's not the starter yeah if you can i would just because he got saved he got saved last week with that last second touchdown because he would have had a good week you know a solid like you know 10 points or whatnot but he now he's looking like he's like the most dominant rookie running back to come on the scene recently with back-to-back like 15 point plus games and you know i don't know i think it's a little uh little hollow those points yeah i I 100 agree with that and uh but the guys maybe somebody you could replace one of those guys with in your lineup uh i'm going with jeff wilson going up against the uh la chargers here uh i think that raheem Mostert could be a good play as well uh they were not they both neither one of them played that great last week but it was it was against San Francisco, who is a very stout run defense. The Chargers are the exact opposite of that. People run all over them. And I think that this is a game that Miami's going to want to run the football. They got Tua dealing with an ankle injury. They don't want him taking hits. They want him to stay healthy. Waddle's beat up. They don't want him taking hits. So this just kind of strikes me as a game that Miami's going to try to play. Let's run the football all over the Chargers. Not necessarily an easy team to do that against just because they like to air it out. But I think that Jeff Wilson, above all, should get the carries, and if anybody that gets like in between, you know, twelve to eighteen carries against that Chargers defense, they should definitely give you a respectable fantasy outing. So there, Jeff Wilson's in my lineup this week. Yeah, I I like Jeff Wilson for sure. I think he he like landed in a great situation for him. Yeah. Do you think they're going to bring him back next year? It's a contract year for him. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's talented enough to like. I feel like a lot of the times those kind of running backs will just go to another team, get paid the minimum, and just kind of move on. Like They'll be replaced by draft picks, most likely. Yeah, I think they're going to bring him back on a small deal. I think they're going to let Mostert walk, and then I do think they draft a running back, possibly on day two. So. But um, anyway, I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it moving here with wide receiver. My uh, start of the week is uh, Amari Cooper going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm kind of hoping this trend ends, but until it does, it's kind of hard to – bet against it. The Cleveland Browns just like to own the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm heavily dependent on three Cincinnati Bengals players in that Superflex League that I need to win. So, uh, come on, Joe B. Joey B., let's uh, let's get this moving here. Uh, throw a lot of touchdowns to T. Higgins and uh, get Joe Mixon involved as long as he's back on the field. But uh, I do think that Amari Cooper is going to have a good game here. I think Watson is shaking off the rust, and it's going to open things up. Amari's been very, very good this year um, near overall. I know he didn't have that great of a week last week but 
he would be back in my lineup this week, especially with the circumstances of dealing with all the teams on by and all the injuries at the wide receiver position. I think that Amari could give you a very respectable top 20 finish this week. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I think this is going to be a shootout if the Browns have a chance because I think Joe B is going to come in with a vengeance. It was one thing when he was going up against, you know, arguably a better roster and a better team with, you know, besides Baker Mayfield and losing. But when they got whooped on earlier this year too, like that's just like, he, he's going to come out with a vengeance. Cause now even like national people are talking about how Joey Burrow cannot beat the Browns. And that's just something that, have a quarterback of his caliber, you can't take, you know. So they're going to need to score a lot of points to be in this one. Yeah, and I'm also not ready to see all those memes that if the Browns happen to beat the Bengals, it's going to be like the Bengals beat the Chiefs. The Browns beat the Bengals. So the Browns are better than the Chiefs. And I'm just like, shut up. No. But I mean, that is kind of how it works. No, that's not how it works. It is crazy, though, how that man just owns Patrick Mahomes but cannot beat Baker Mayfield. Or now Deshaun Watson. Well, he hasn't played Deshaun Watson yet. But, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett. Like, it, it's it's just insane to me. But I, that's going to be a game I want to watch this weekend for sure. So, uh, who do you got a wide receiver? So, my receiver is a guy who's kind of been coming back from injury the last few weeks. And he hasn't really showed what I wanted him to do. And that's Mr. Jerry Judy. But battling all these injuries, battling all these bye weeks, this is a guy going up against... Uh, Kansas City, it's kind of like the same for Amari Cooper. Like, if they're going to be in the game, they're going to need to score some points, and he's going to need to be involved. So I like Jerry Judy this week, and I'm going to feel confident putting him in there. Um, hopefully, everything stays healthy, and he can just stay on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's funny. I'm going to talk about a similar situation here in a second. Who? So who's your tight end? So my tight end is going to be – Evan Ingram for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's kind of been overperforming a lot this year and going over against the Tennessee Titans. You know, they are a solid team, but I definitely think they're going to have to score. And he has a pretty decent shot because Trevor Lawrence has been balling the last few weeks, even though their team is not being play, playing very good. Yeah, they just fired the GM today, too. AJ Brown got the GM fired. It was, <laughs> that's just insane. Uh, but no, I, I like that play. That's definitely. Um, a good tight end streaming option. Uh, so for all the same reasons you highlighted about Judy, and, you know, we did kind of forget to touch base in the beginning about Cortland Sutton going down with that injury. He is questionable with a hamstring, and uh, we're going to have to monitor that situation. I like Greg D., Greg Dulich, the tight end over for Denver. He has been seeing a lot of targets, and like you said, if, if you know if they're going to have a shot in this game, they're going to have to step it up. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not a cakewalk opponent, and uh, we got to see what this team is made of. So, But I definitely think that they are going to be in positive game script for the passing game for the entirety of this game because Kansas City is going to score points. That Denver defense is good, but they're going up against Pat Mahomes. You're not going to – they might hold Pat Mahomes to 21 to 25 or points in that ballpark, but – you're still going to have to score touchdowns if you want to hang with this team. So I got Greg D in my lineup this week. Yeah, I, I definitely like that one. Like, there's not a lot of reliable tight ends. So, you know, this is a, you know, decent rookie who's been overperforming a little bit this year. Yeah, he's been good. He's been very solid. So I was, I'm very, uh, if you got him in like the third or fourth round of your uh, rookie drafts in Dynasty Leagues, you're, you're pretty happy with that return. 
Um, so my defensive stream of the week, though, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go back-to-back here. I pulled them out last week, and I'm pulling them out this week, and that's Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I do not expect Lamar Jackson to play, so you're going to get uh, Taylor, um, Huntley. or It's Tyler Huntley, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Tyler. I, I just know it's Huntley. I forget the last name. But uh, he's good to throw a few turnovers here and there. So I definitely think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. If I was a betting man, which I am, I would be hammering the under in this game by a large margin. I don't think that either offense is going to be able to move the ball that well. Um, so I like the defense. You could literally just flip the script. If you want to start the Ravens defense against Steelers, I think that both defenses are going to be a very solid play this week. But I definitely like rolling with the Pittsburgh defense in your lineup right now, going up against a second-string quarterback. So, Yeah, I kind of took that same idea for my defense, and I'm going to go with the Vegas over L.A. Rams, you know, whether it's, you know, Wolford or Perkins or, or Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not worried about it, and they're going to turn the ball over. So I like that as a, you know, that's a straight streaming option because I don't think their defense has played too well this year, but this is a good option for this week specifically. And it's Thursday night, so maybe you get to start with a, you know, decent 10 points or so. Yeah, I definitely um Definitely don't hate that there. So, uh, but uh, that's going to pretty much do it here for the uh, hits of the week. And it's pretty much going to do it for the show. Uh, like I said, if you have a start sit situation that is troubling you and you want to know what to do with it, uh, just feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Hitstick Fantasy and we will happily give you our advice. Uh, all three of us usually weigh in differently. So you might get a few different perspectives on it and uh, you can ask as many questions as you please. So we'll be here to help you uh, get that lineup ready to go and get yourself into that playoffs and hopefully bring home a championship here. So, but uh, do you have any uh, closing arguments here for our fan base? Uh, No, I just want to tell everyone to do trust their gut and uh, let's have fun. If you're still playing meaningful fantasy games this, this year, you know, you're, you did something right. So congratulations. You did it and you got this far. And now let's, uh, there's only one thing left to do win the whole damn thing. So let's win do it. The whole fucking Thing. so but yeah and if you are one of those teams that is not in the playoff race right now uh, my best advice would be to uh keep stay tuned in keep paying attention keep up to date um if you're a dynasty player Hitstick dynasty has been putting out episodes pretty frequently uh we got a lot of fun off-season talk stuff we talked contract backs not that long ago we talked um we ranked the 22 rookie class last week so there's fun stuff over there that um is not necessarily completely who's focused the, on the season. who's the top five well, so we did by position. What position do you who if you're if you're ranking your top five rookies right now, normal league, no superflex, who would you go with your top five? I've always saw Bijan as number one. Oh, you're no, I'm sorry. It was it was like this year's rookies, the twenty two. No, I'm talking I'm talking about this next year's rookies. Uh for me, I definitely have Bijan one. Um, I've I really like Jigba. I don't really care that he's missed this season. I think I've seen enough from him that uh, I definitely am interested in getting Jigba on my team still. I love that Gibbs kid, the running back over in, um, I think it's Bama. And um, I'm a big fan of that USC wide receiver, Jordan Addison, right now. Those are some guys that I've been keeping my eyes on for a majority of the year. I've not gotten to do the full rookie breakdown, though, where I've kind of like... How many of the Ohio State receivers can come out? Is it just Jackson? I think, yeah, I think Jigba's the only one, the only big time one, because Marvin Harrison's next year in 24. Yeah. So Jigba's the only big time one. 
Because at this point, I'm going to draft any Ohio State receiver in the top five. Like, I don't care. When we broke <laughs> down the 22 receivers, for all three of us, well, I, actually, I think Javek might have had something different, but uh, we had Garrett Wilson and Olave at one and two. Whether Whichever way you wanted to go. I had Garrett Wilson at one. I like the upside. I think Olave has been phenomenal, though. I, I, they're both players I'd love to have on any of my teams. So. Yeah, it just sucks that neither of them have a good quarterback. I know. If one of those guys gets... You know, like, what if Stroud goes to one of those teams somehow? I mean, it, you can't really go to the Saints, but that would be – he probably can't go to the Jets either just because they're going to be too good. He'd be great on the Jets, but they're going to be too good to get a draft pick to get a guy like that. But uh, I would love to see a quarterback, especially with a guy like Garrett Wilson. I mean, every time – Garrett Wilson has put up 20 points with Mike White and Joe Flacco for majority – like, anytime, anytime it's not been Zach Wilson. So, but – Anyway, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Zach Wilson sucks. I got I got my um I saw mommy kissing Zach Wilson ugly sweater today though, so I was happy about that. I'm excited to bust that out at parties. But Seth is shaking his head in uh, disgust here. That's like getting like that in like two years. You're gonna think like you're gonna be like the people that have all the Baker Mayfield T-shirts and stuff. Like, what the fuck do I do now? Because I have this guy who gets traded around cut out of the league and now he's a scrub no but i didn't buy it because i like the player i bought it because it's hilarious that he's throwing bombs and banging moms i mean that's that's why i got it it was all for the joke i will never forget the storyline of zach wilson hooking up with his mom's friend that is gonna be forever he can be as shitty as he wants that's that that sweater is always gonna be funny yeah people don't forget people don't forget so but um anyway uh you know where to find us. That's Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you want to talk to me personally, I'm at Hitstick Chris. I'm at Michael underscore Soda. And Ryan's at the real Ryan Long. Wish him well. Good night, Hit Squad. Fuck you, Kyle Brewer. I'm coming for you. 2023, you're getting shut the fuck down, bitch.